0: People are unpredictable all the time and when they have a mental break, they become even more unpredictable. Nobody knows what causes a mental break. It's different for everyone and sometimes it leaves us wishing we would have known what would have caused the break and how we could have prevented somebody from going off the deep end. Unfortunately, This specific mental break would leave three people dead and one scarred for the rest of his life. Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and I am really excited for today's episode. Today is our Mother's Day episode. So happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. And if you are not a mother yet, you know, call your mom. Tell her happy Mother's Day. If you don't talk to your mom, call your best friend because she is also your mom. Like, Everybody has somebody to celebrate today. So happy Mother's Day, everybody. It's great to see you back. Exciting news at my house, we started our construction, so I am recording around all of it. You don't have to worry about any weird sounds. As of right now, my desk hasn't moved, but that's super exciting. Once the construction in my house is done, which honestly, it's not going to take that long, We get to start the construction on my studio. I haven't really talked about it a lot with everybody, but unless, you know, some massive big life changes happen, which hopefully doesn't, I should be getting a studio really soon. This will be my recording studio. Obviously, my husband will also have his gaming stuff in there as well, but this will be where I record the podcast and cross our fingers... Record YouTube videos. You guys, if you've been following us for a long time here, you know that our goal has always been to get on YouTube. And I had tried at the beginning of this year, but my audio just was not working with my picture and it was echoey and weird and I just couldn't get it to work. But if I have a studio, the goal is to be able to get everything to work smoothly and great and it will just be amazing and I'm so excited. So once the construction's done in my house, if you do not follow me on TikTok, which is just Confessed Obsessed on TikTok, I do plan on uploading, you know, that process of creating the studio. If you want to follow that um, process, you can follow me on TikTok. I mean, like I said, it is gonna be a little bit, probably at least another week or two before I start. But I am just going to just be ripping things out of this shed. I'm going to be putting up walls and we're going to do new windows and it's going to be a whole cool thing. So if you want to follow that, then go follow me on TikTok. Um, If you're not interested, that's totally fine. I'll give you updates here and there on the podcast. And then everybody on here will be the first to know when we plan to launch on YouTube. So it's so exciting. Anyways, like I said, welcome back. I tried to plan around my noisy ass chickens, but they decided right as I pushed record to wake up. So I'm gonna do my best to edit them out of this. Um, If you hear them, I promise you, I'm gonna get that taken care of soon. I have a coop I need to pick up. They can't go in with my bigger chickens. Um, I didn't expect to have them inside this long, but my other coop is a couple towns away, And I just haven't gotten a chance with all of this chaos going on right now to go pick it up. So bear with me. Those chickens will be gone soon. And I am so sorry. Anyways, let's jump into today's case, our Mother's Day case. This is the case of Christy Sheets. Now, Christy Sheets was married to Jason Sheets. And they had two children, Taylor and Madison. They would live in Texas together, and Jason just proved every single day that he loved these children. Jason would go above and beyond for these kids. He would do so much for them, and just people could see the love rolling off of Jason for these kids. And Christy seemed like she loved her daughters as much, at least on social media. Christy would post about how sweet and amazing her children were all the time and about how much she just loved them and doted over them. She would constantly post about how she was just so proud of her daughters and they were amazing and she loved them. I mean, she really made these children sound like they were her pride and joy. Now, before we get into the heartbreaking stuff, because obviously you know that's coming, let's talk about these kids a little more let's start with taylor taylor grew up to be very passionate about children taylor loved kids you guys she would have one day been just an amazing mother and she would go on as a teenager to work at a daycare doing what she just loved caring for these children and she was amazing at this job on top of being a daycare worker and loving these children she was also a very amazing artist she loved to draw you guys she was just this beautiful passionate fiery girl and she would end up graduating with honors from lone star college that was located in texas she was successful she was happy she ended up going on as a teacher at this daycare you know, she just she had so much going for her. On top of working as a teacher at this daycare, she nannied for a family as well. You can just see how much Taylor loved children and how she had great plans in life. I mean, she did talk about how as much as she loved kids, she didn't want to nanny forever and she did want to become a professional artist. She strove to meet that goal every single day. She worked harder and harder every day to improve her artwork. She pushed herself to the limits and just tried her hardest. Later, Taylor would meet the man who would later propose to her. His name was Juan Lugo and she just loved him so much. Now let's switch gears onto Madison. Madison also loved kids. She would work as a part-time babysitter It seemed like the love for children ran in the family. I mean, you look at their father. Their father loved the girls. He loved having kids. He loved being a dad. And as far as everybody else saw, Christy as well loved her daughters. She posted about how proud she was and amazing they were. So it's not a shocker that both Taylor and Madison would love children. Now Madison would also work as a part-time babysitter. She had a ton of friends. Some of these friends were so close to Madison that when they heard about what we will later talk about, they attempted to reach her because they were nervous. They were worried about their friend before the details were even released about who was involved. Unfortunately, though, that's all I could really find on Madison. She did seem like an amazing girl, though, super, super sweet, surrounded by loving friends, and she had an amazing life ahead of her as well. Now, remember how their mom, Christy, would talk about how amazing her children were on social media? That's not any different from how these girls felt about their mother, which is interesting with what will happen next. These girls would constantly talk about with their friends and post on social media about how amazing their mom was. They would talk about how she always put the family first and she was a blessing to this family and how they just looked up to her so much. But their mother did struggle with mental health issues. Now before we get into her mental health issues, I want to make it very clear. You can be a mother with mental health issues. I am. I go to therapy once a week right now, I'm working through some stuff, and I don't feel like I let those issues influence raising my children. Those are my issues and not theirs. You can be the best parents in the world and still struggle, and that's okay. It's okay to have mental health issues, and it's okay to take care of yourself. So everything we're going to talk about, yes, revolves a lot around her mental health issues. But even if you are listening and you have a mental health issue and you are a parent, that does not mean you're going to end up doing what Christy did. Christy always struggled with depression. And it seemed to get a lot worse when she lost her grandfather. And then two months after losing her grandfather, Christy would lose her mother as well. This seemed to be the spiraling point for her, the mental break. Started and she would be admitted into a mental facility on three separate occasions because of her depression. And she had attempted suicide a couple different times. They would start to try to medicate Christy to uh, manage these mental health problems. She would be put on multiple different medications to try and control this depression and these suicidal thoughts but it just seemed like her mental health started to get worse. Now, I did want to put in a very interesting note, and there wasn't really a good place to put this in. But Christy, on top of posting about how amazing her girls would be, would also talk about how she was pro-gun. And it's not just, you know pro-gun posts all the time and how we should all be pro-gun and reasonings. She would top these pro-gun posts about how she could not imagine not being able to carry and protect her family and how it would be so terrible if her family was taken away from her and she carried to protect them. I want you to remember that specific little sentence. She'd even applied for a license to carry a handgun but the state refused this request, probably due to her mental health problems, and it probably was for the best. I don't honestly think Christy should have had a gun, in my opinion, though, because she had tried to attempt suicide and she was on medication and they hadn't quite figured out the balance yet. I mean, I'm not a mental health professional or anything like that, but I do feel like when somebody's struggled with depression and suicide and you're trying to medicate that, Maybe keeping a gun away from them until they are at least stable would probably be a good idea. But like I said, none of these medications seem to be helping and Christy's mental health just got worse and worse. When her mental health would get, you know, rougher and rougher, it would begin to cause a lot of friction in her relationship with her husband. And... The police would begin to get calls and respond to one call after another, ranging from the mental health calls on Christy to domestic violence calls because of the two fighting. Christy and Jason would decide at that point that it was probably best for them and the children if they take a break from each other. They did come back together and try to fix their relationship you know, after a while, but when they came back to attempt to fix it, They came to the conclusion that it was time for an official break. And it was time for a divorce. Now, this was not Christy's idea. This was Jason's idea. And I don't blame him. It's hard to be in a relationship with somebody with mental health struggles. And some people can't. And nobody should ever go after somebody who decides that they can't anymore. Because that wouldn't be good for Jason either. Jason didn't know what was going to happen, and I'm sure if he did, he would have done everything he could have to stop it. But it was probably best for Jason's mental health if he stepped away. Now, before the incident that would follow, Christy would get into a ginormous fight with Taylor, her oldest daughter, who was 22 years old at the time. This fight would involve her mother informing her that she was no longer able to see her fiancé and that the wedding that was scheduled for that following Monday needed to be cancelled. Now, she is a 22-year-old woman. Her mother cannot tell her what she can and cannot do. And Jason was aware of this fight and informed Christie that this was not an appropriate reaction to the fight, especially to a 22-year-old adult woman. And this was really the mental breaking point for Christie. A lot of things were happening. You know, she already struggled with depression. She lost her grandfather. She lost her mother. She was losing her husband. And I'm not entirely sure what the fight was with her daughter, But her daughter was marrying somebody else and she was probably worried she was going to lose her too, in some aspects. And Christy broke. 42-year-old Christy Sheets would call a meeting in their living room on Jason's birthday. Jason thought that they were going to break the news to the daughters, who were not aware that they were getting a divorce at this point. He joined them and waited to see what Christy was going to say, how he was going to break the news to the daughters, that they were getting a divorce. They would sit in the living room for a minute, but instead of breaking the news to the daughters, Christy would pull the thirty-eight caliber handgun that she had received after her grandfather passed away from the couch cushions. After pulling it from the hiding spot, She pointed it at her two daughters. Starting with Taylor, she would pull the trigger back, and she would shoot 22-year-old Taylor, and swing the gun over, and point it to Maddie, who was only 17 years old, and shoot her. Taylor would be shot in the back, and Maddie would be shot through the neck. Once Jason realized what was going on, he managed to take cover behind a couch in the living room, the whole time pleading and screaming for Christy to stop and to not shoot their kids. But after begging and begging and pleading, he knew Christy was not going to stop. And he ran out from behind that couch and grabbed both of his daughters who had just been shot but were still alive and bolted outside while this was happening christy was showering them with bullets trying to finish the job and hit anybody else that she could now i did see some conflicting information here so we're going to talk about both sides one of these conflicting informations stated that 17 year old madison would survive the shooting and be taken to the hospital where she would later die of her wounds, and that 22-year-old Taylor died on the scene. But another source claimed that 17-year-old Madison would die from her gunshot wounds at the scene, and 22-year-old Taylor would be shot a second time in the street, which would end up killing her. And a third source said that 17-year-old Madison was shot once in the neck and would die at the scene and 22-year-old Taylor was shot a total of three times in the head and back. She was taken to the hospital alive, but later succumbed to her injuries. It did sound like this one was more likely what happened. But nonetheless, both children were shot and killed by Christy Sheets. Their mother, who Loved them and talked so highly of them. Shot and killed both of her children. The authorities got some very, very scary 911 calls, some scarring 911 calls. Apparently, you can hear Jason and the girls screaming and pleading with their mother over these calls. When the police arrived, at 5 p.m., after those 911 calls, they found the whole family outside. Now, Christy could have shot Jason so many times in the time it took the police to arrive, but she chose not to. The police do believe that this is because she wanted to make Jason suffer, she wanted to make him live the rest of his life with the last memories of his daughters being shot and murdered in front of him. Basically, they believed that Christy Sheets shot her own children as revenge because her husband wanted a divorce. Now, when the authorities would roll up, they would witness Christy running back inside to reload the gun and come back out and begin to continue to shower her daughters, and everybody else that attempted to get involved with bullets. The police demanded that Christy drop the weapon. She had already killed one person at that point and attempted to kill another one. They were not going to take any chances. But Christy refused to drop the gun. And armed and dangerous would begin to walk towards the officers. This is when they would have to make one of the hardest decisions. Wait and hope that she drops the gun or take her out before she could hurt anybody else. And they would end up fatally shooting Christy in front of her home before she could hurt anybody else. When they started to do their investigation, because obviously there has to be some sort of investigation, it sounded like Christy had attempted to pay some men to beat Jason to death because she wanted to gather the real estate from him. She didn't want to split things in a divorce. There was a lot of shady things that happened with Christy, and it was clear that she had had a massive mental break. The police felt like the motive was due to a fight that all of them were involved in. On top of the anger that she was feeling towards her husband, they felt like this is what promoted the shooting. Jason, who was alive, would later talk about how he felt like Christy was angry with him and that she had decided that taking his two children away from this world by shooting them in front of him would cause him to suffer immense mental pain and would be the worst punishment that she could give to him. She knew that Jason loved his daughters more than anything in this world. And that's why he believed she decided to go through with taking them out of this world. She left him with the memories of murdering his children in front of him. She snapped. People like to talk about how they didn't see the signs. But honestly, her mental health, you guys, was slipping long before this incident. I can see how even with a slipping mental health, people would have never guessed that she could have murdered somebody, much less both of her daughters, as a revenge plot against her husband. But really watch people when their mental health slips. You never know. What's going to be a mental health break that sends them off the deep end? Or if they're going to be okay the next day? No matter what made her snap, Christy Sheets murdered both of her daughters and left her soon-to-be ex-husband scarred for the rest of his life. There may be false or misleading information throughout this podcast. All facts have been researched to the best of my abilities, but accidents do happen. If this is a story you are interested in knowing more about, I highly recommend doing your own research. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.